Hello and welcome to Retirement Rebellion. My name is George Jurgen and I'm hosting the first episode of six podcasts, which I'm doing once a month. Now, each podcast will focus on one book written by an author who is a pioneer in the world of thought and thinking. In this first episode, I delve into James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. Allen was a British philosopher born in 1864 in Leicester, England, and died in 1912. He published about 20 books, but As a Man Thinketh, a small book of about 40 pages which was published in 1903, is his most popular one. I cover seven ideas from James Allen's book and, with reflection, apply his thinking to the concept of life after retirement and, in so doing, not only challenge preconceived ideas about retirement, but also elicit new possibilities for life beyond retirement. In As a Man Thinketh, Alan explains how thinking can affect change and impact on our circumstances, our health, our purpose, our achievements and our vision and ideals. So, starting with the first idea, thought and character. Thought and character. Alan writes that, and I quote, a man is literally what he thinks. His character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. End quote. Are you aware of your thoughts? If your character is the sum of all your thoughts, are you happy with your character? Are you happy with the sum of your thoughts? Would you even consider changing your character by changing your thoughts? So I hear you saying, why is this important for me to consider? Well, it's important for you to consider because your thoughts control your life. And what you may not be aware of is that this fact that your thoughts are not your own. Why? Because we've all been programmed from childhood by our parents, our schools, our community. And many of these thoughts now sabotage us. Is this not food for thought? Alan writes that, and I quote, Man is made or unmade by himself. In the armory of his thoughts, he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself. He also fashions the tools by which he builds himself. Now, what does Alan mean by this? Well, clearly he means that we are much more powerful than we think and feel. Yet we think and feel that we're powerless. The fact that we think and feel powerless is the very thing that robs us of our power. And if we don't focus and do good, this power will channel itself into doing bad. So, what do we generally do in life after retirement? Well, we surrender our power. And instead of recharging our, our batteries, as it were, we drain our energy. And of course, in typical human condition, we blame others. And it's futile to blame the government, our employers, our family. 
when we have not taken action to remedy the situation in ourselves. And if we can't do it for ourselves, on what grounds can we expect someone else to do it for us? That's sheer madness, is it not? No one can do it for us. We are the masters of our soul and it's our responsibility. Here's another thought on this from James Allen. Quote, man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself the transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wills. End quote. Now that you've retired, you hold the key to your situation. You have the ability to transform and regenerate yourself in whatever it is you wish to be. So will you seize the day and remould yourself into the person you were meant to be? Life is giving you a second chance and time is not on your side. So don't blow it. We now move into the second idea from James Allen, which is the effect of thought on circumstances. The effect of thought on circumstances. Allen writes, and I quote, just as a gardener cultivates his plot, keeping it free from weeds and growing the flowers and fruits which he requires, so may a man tend the garden of his mind, weeding out all the wrong, useless and impure thoughts and cultivating right, useful and pure thoughts. End quote. So, we are in essence gardeners of our souls. We attract that which we love and that which we fear. So if we have good thoughts, we bear good results. If we have bad thoughts, we bear bad results. As a reaper of his own harvest, man learns from joy and from suffering. So what can man do when he's buffeted by circumstances outside his control? Allen suggests that a man is buffeted by circumstances so long as he believes himself to be the creature of outside conditions. But when he realizes that he is the creative power and that he may command the hidden soil and seeds of his being out of which circumstances grow, he then becomes the rightful master of himself. End quote. So, returning to the issue of retirement. Just because everyone else you've ever known has retired, does it mean you have to retire? The dictionary definition of retirement is a withdrawal from life. And a withdrawal from life is the first stepping stone to dying. Because you see, nature dictates that if you're not growing, you're dying. This is a universal law. So if you want to live and continue growing, go ahead and retire from your current work, but then embark on a new adventure, a new world of work, a work for which you have passion and purpose. Alan writes that your circumstances do not make you. They reveal you. What does he mean? 
What Alan means is that when we face adversity, we become acquainted with who we really are. Who we project to the world is not who we really are. What we project to the world is our ego, which is a construct we have burnished through our life experiences. And this construct is what we show the world in order to be accepted in the world. So in a sense, when we reach retirement, we are faced with an adversity. The adversity is coming face to face that the death of the false construct we portray to the world. We no longer know who we are. We can surrender and follow the crowd like sheep to slaughter into retirement and disintegration. Or we can harness our mind and recognize that life is giving us one final opportunity to become who we were supposed to be, to shine and show our true colors like leaves in the fall. So how do we do this? Alan suggests that, and I quote, let a man radically alter his thoughts and he will be astonished at the rapid transformation it will affect in his material conditions of his life. Men imagine that thought can be kept secret, but it cannot. It rapidly crystallizes into habit and habit solidifies into circumstance. End quote. So don't wait for permission from spouse or family or best friends. They may not like it at first, but they will soon change their minds and will even alter themselves once they've seen how you've changed for the better. Alter your thoughts and astonish yourself. You were never meant to tiptoe to a quiet death. You were meant to enthuse, expand and to excel and then go out with a bang. The third idea that Alan introduces is the effect of thought on health and body. The effect of thought on health and body. Alan writes that, and I quote, the body is the servant of the mind. Disease and health, like circumstances, are rooted in thought. Thoughts of fear have been known to kill a man as speedily as a bullet. And the people who live in fear of disease are the people who get it, end quote. In retirement, when we have time to be idle and time to create worries that you would otherwise have no time for, you need to ask yourself a question. Am I aware of my thoughts? Am I aware of why I'm thinking these thoughts? Do I have too much time on my hands? And not enough to do? Am I aware of my aimlessness? Perhaps even be bold enough to ask, why do I accept this state of affairs? Alan continues, quote, If you want to protect your health and your body, you need to beautify your mind. Thoughts of malice, envy, disappointment, despondency, Rob the body of its health and grace. End quote. If you are semi-retired and are working reluctantly, you are clearly in an unhappy state of mind. 
Are you aware that your poor state of mind is having an impact on your health? Do you want to wait until an illness strikes, when it might be too late to change your circumstances? Or do you want to take action now? You see, you have the power to change this dynamic so that you can become happy and healthy. Delay this action at your peril. Alan's message is that there is no physician like a cheerful thought. Today, we have a phrase that mirrors that really, and it says, laughter is the best medicine. Today's Al- today, Alan's thoughts on health have been vindicated by science. In his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Dr. Joe Dispenza advises that every time you have a thought, there is a biomedical reaction in the brain. The brain releases specific chemical signals to the body where they act as messengers of thought. The body then complies instantly by initiating a matching set of reaction. End quote. So be aware that your thoughts have power and, by, and be selective with your thoughts. The fourth idea presented by James Allen is thought and purpose. Thought and purpose. Alan writes that, quote, aimlessness is a vice and such drifting must discontinue for him that would steer clear of catastrophe, end quote. A familiar state of mind to many retirees is aimlessness and drifting. And the deeper they enter into retirement, the deeper the fog of their aimlessness becomes. Without a central purpose in life, it's so easy to fall prey to petty worries, fears, troubles and self-pity, all of which are indications of weakness. And weakness cannot persist in a power-evolving universe that we live in. Once deep into retirement, all the anticipated dreams and expectations evaporate as hazily as mirages do in the desert. And after a point, it is difficult to return to clarity. Let me be very clear. I am not advocating you stop your long planned travels of exciting adventures, but do them very soon. Do not delay them. We do not have all the time in the world. What is destructive? is delaying your travels and adventures while drifting into a fog of aimlessness. There's a segment of wealthy retirees who travel the world for years because they have the money and the ability to do it. And once they're on that road to aimlessness, there is no way back from them. When the traveling stops, they are cooked. So to avoid this cautionary tale, Before you've completed your quote-unquote bucket list, or soon after you return, you should sit down and consider how you wish to spend the rest of your life doing what you love to do and in service to a community you belong. So ally your thoughts fearlessly to your purpose and become the creative force you were destined to be. The fifth idea of James Allen is the thought factor in achievement. Alan states, and I quote, all that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is the direct result of his own thought. Unquote. 
You may be thinking by now that this message has been drilled down enough, but I promise you that your conscious mind may be thinking that, but your subconscious mind will not agree. I'll be talking more on the subconscious mind in later podcasts. Whatever your condition in life, it is your thoughts that make them so. Our condition is our own and not another person's. So whatever happens on the outside in our lives does not impact in our lives unless we give it permission and allow it. Our happiness and suffering are evolved from within. As we think, so we are. As we continue to think, so we remain. So what are you thinking about your retirement? What actions are you taking as to what you will be doing in the next stage in your life? What will be your purpose? Your thinking will dictate that. So what are you thinking? There can be no progress, no achievement without sacrifice. And that the higher we lift our thoughts, the greater will be our success. How much you you accomplish depends on how much passion you have. What is it that you wish to accomplish in the next stage in your life? Remember, what you do in this life echoes in eternity. Idea number six, vision and ideals. Alan writes, and I quote, The dreamers are the saviors of the world. He who cherishes a beautiful vision, a lofty ideal in his heart, will one day realize it. Columbus cherished a vision of another world, and he discovered it. Copernicus fostered a vision of a multiplicity of worlds and a wider universe, and he revealed it. I would add that Christ offered his teachings on love in the Sermon Sermon on the Mount, and not only transformed the world in the past two millennia, but his influence continues to transform us today. Alan continues, and I quote, So don't be afraid to dream your lofty dreams because your vision is the promise of what you shall one day become. The oak sleeps in the acorn. The bird waits in the egg. Your dreams are the seedlings of reality. End quote. Don't allow your skeptic friends and family to dissuade you from your path you will always gravitate towards that which you most secretly love and you cannot travel within your mind and stand still on the outside. The strength of your effort is the measure of your results. Glorify the vision in your thinking mind and enthrone the ideal in your emotional mind and build the next stage in your life. And this you will become. The seventh idea and the final one is serenity. In his closing chapter, James Allen writes, and I quote, Calmness of mind is one of the most beautiful jewels of wisdom. End quote. This is something that we've lost in our brave new world of consumerism, powered by the speed of technology. Humanity surges with unbridled passion, tumultuous with ungoverned grief, and is blown away with anxiety, doubt, and worry. Like hamsters on a wheel, our lives are fierce, frenzied, and furious. How we live our lives after retirement must be the opposite. Calm, collected, and cheerful. The wise man, whose thoughts are controlled and purified by suffering, 
makes the winds and the storms of the soul obey him. We may no longer be ships sailing the oceans, but we can act as lighthouses, enlightening the world around us, guiding, protecting and saving people. So what are you afraid of? Go to that place of fear. Go to the place where you are uncomfortable, because that is where you will find your treasure. Go to it and face it, and I promise you, you will be astonished. Whatever you have been afraid of is where you will find your love and your passion. Now that you've reached the autumn of your life, what do you have to lose? In fact, you have more to lose if you stay where you are. Your dream will die with you. This is no time to play it safe. You've done that all your life. What we do in this life echoes in eternity. If you've not achieved your life purpose, what's your life been all about? James Allen, James Allen continues, The calm man, having learned how to govern himself, knows how to adapt himself to others. And they, in turn, reverence his spiritual strength and feel that they can learn from him and rely upon him the more tranquil a man becomes, the greater is his success, his influence, his power for good. End quote. So keep your mind firmly on the helm of your thought and identify what your mission is and embark on your new adventure. You need permission from no one, but if you insist on it, then you have my permission. Have courage, stay strong, and you will astonish yourself. Thank you.